0: hey dawn can you hear me
1: yeah hi yeah
0: ah fantastic right I'm just gonna put my uh window up where I'm having to do it on site today which is huh? <laughs> which is pretty new for me but no it's all good I mean it's better than uh I did I uh, did speak to the to the house builders and they said do what you got to do so i said yeah cool how are you though Dawn? you good
1: yeah fine thank you do you want just audio only
0: uh yeah i think that would probably be best that video tends to to mess my um my recordings up for some reason i'm not sure why oh okay yeah so it's, uh, it's a little bit annoying but um ah i see uh i see david's here Hey david yeah.
2: hello there um
1: turn off your video david
2: <laughs> just one moment. Um Let's look on this video. 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 Just
1: at the bottom. Just put.
2: Mm, I'm. Uh...
1: Yeah, we're mute. The button oh, next to mute.
2: Stop video. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, is, it sounds is like. It? Uh,
0: I'm, I'm not sure about you, but I've got the uh the technological prowess of a 90 year old tortoise. I
2: don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know if you're similar <laughs> to probably, me. Probably
2: area. about the same. Yeah. yeah we're
0: on <laughs> yeah. level footing. Um, so, this is a. Uh, this is such a an honour to have you both on. Thank you very much for joining me. the The work that you do, that you've done, is insane. Absolutely insane. Um, like ten years of research into one book is is crazy. There's a there's a phone call coming through. To do a pause yeah. well that. something. Um, any... <laughs> I mean, hey, hey. This is what it is, and it? it's real life. It's real life. Um. So. Before we get started really into deep into anything just um give my audience a little bit on on yourself um just where they can find you and a little bit about each of you if you would
2: sure yeah um well uh best place to find us is on our main website which is what really makes you ill.com so nice and easy because it's the first part of the title of the book um there's bios on their Lots of interviews that we've done. So there's a whole load of stuff on there, all which is free access so people can find out all about us. Um, if there's a little bit more that people want, I mean, for me personally, I'm a retired electrical engineer. i am been retired a few years now, but uh, devoted uh, my time uh, with Dawn to uh, research a number of books, well, three books actually, starting with a book on the nature of reality, which is something very different to the health side. And it was d- during that uh, writing of that book, researching that book, I guess about 17 years ago, that uh, we realised we needed to look at uh, health because there was a chapter in it that required us to know something about viruses, which we realised we didn't know much about 17 years ago. And lo and behold, when we started to do the re- research, um, it was uh, opening up the proverbial tin of worms. And um, we realised we could not find any scientific evidence to prove that um, so-called germs, whether it's viruses, bacteria or fungi, were actually the cause of disease. So that was the start of it all. And um, Dawn and I then researched the whole of the medical system for the following 10 years and produced the Book: What Really Makes You ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. Um, almost 800 pages, 40 pages of references. So everything that we've we discovered is backed up by references. If people want to check it out themselves, uh, so yeah, quite a tome and quite a labour of love to produce, but it's um, thankfully been very successful over the last uh, four years now. We released it in December 2019. Just before the world went crazy with us, so-called. Yeah, you, couldn't
0: picked, you couldn't have picked a better time to, no. <laughs> to release well, that. Well,
2: Dawn and I don't believe in coincidences, so it was obviously meant to be, and uh, came out just uh, just right. And um, it's now been translated into three other languages: uh, Dutch, French, and Japanese. Um, so it's it's been doing very well. So that's just a thumbnail sketch of me. So I'll hand over to Dawn and let her. <laughs> Say something.
1: Uh, well, I mean, David's given the background of um, how we got together and wrote the book. Um, I mean, my original um, training, if you like, was in accountancy, but I gave that up a very long time ago and um, got into the research and writing the book. So, that, I mean, that's that's really occupied. The, well, yeah, the last. Well, because huh, it took ten years. I mean, it's really been the you know fourteen years of looking into everything to do with our health. But I mean, we at the same time looking at all the other rabbit holes because we realize that everything's connected. So it's not just the um, sort of disease and health side of the medical system, although we do go into the problems with the medical system, but also looking at what's behind it and the agendas, including, you know the, um, agenda 21, to uh, 2030 agenda, these mm. kind of things, and and how it it brings everything together. Um, but of course, at the beginning of 2020, I mean, it sort of started at the end of 2019, but at the beginning of 2020, when they brought out this ridiculous nonsense of a uh, so-called pandemic, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure you um, you know, you know, it was never anything real at all. Um, but it was just the media hype and got everyone scared and still scared. A lot of people are still scared. Some are um, learning that they have been hoodwinked and gaslit for a number of years. So it's uh, it's a process of helping people to realise there are lots of problems. But of course, the starting point was this um, so-called pandemic based on the idea that there's a pathogenic virus, which um, we've shown there's no evidence for so you know that's the that's the key point that we're trying to help people understand so that once they realize that they can start seeing all the other problems but i'm sure mm-hmm. we can get into uh expanding on all of that somewhat
0: oh yeah oh yes we will. <laughs> um here's the is the the thing like let's just get straight into, like just jump into it like like feet first straight into the deep end like is so I love the the idea of there not being any like vi- like pathogens or viruses or anything like that. Like, I uh, I mean, to be fair, like the more something's pushed on me, the the less I believe it. So, in terms of this, I I, I do believe as much as I can um, about this terrain theory model, right? But like, so just to play devil's advocate, and I know that you've probably answered this a million times, but Say, for example, the the big one that you probably hear the most is chickenpox. Um mm. and I the the mechanism for the children all contracting this thing, whatever it is, at the same time, uh like how how do you sort of quantify that as, you know, in, in this terrain theory model? Well, first of
1: oh. all, Say terrain theory model. I mean, it is a terrain model rather than a theory because the yeah. the um, the explanations given within the, this terrain paradigm or terrain model uh, actually reflects how the body truly works, which is that the body responds to its environment. Um, the other thing is that the idea that there are diseases that we catch is so huge; it's so difficult for people to get over. But that has actually isn't how things work we don't catch anything the body produces symptoms um, that are the result of you know their environment and and i'm sure we'll go into that in more depth i'm just giving an overview but the mm-hmm. um but these symptoms are viewed as being disease and there are plenty of reasons that people have the same symptoms at the same time and again we can go into more detail of that and and that includes children because and their environments um, are similar. They're exposed to similar kind of toxins, similar kind of food, similar kind of ideas also. And, and again, we can go into that as well, the sort of stress and the ideas.
2: Um, what, we try to, uh, what we try to impress upon people is the the foundation of the allopathic system, the so-called modern Western medical system, is that germs of one sort or another make you ill. And this is what everyone thought. This is what we thought over 17 years ago, because this is what we brought up to think. But when you look at it, there is no scientific evidence for either bacteria or so-called viruses um, making people ill. Therefore, once you take that away, and we can go into the flawed science of that, if you wish. But once you take that away, then however people are getting ill, even if a group of people get ill at the same time, which of course does happen, you have to forget about it being a germ because if you, you start at basics and go, well, there is no proof that a germ causes this, whatever it is. So let's look for what actually is the cause. And that's why uh, what we call the book, you know, what really makes you ill. And as Dawn has just alluded to, what we found is numbers of factors, why people get ill and particularly in groups. And it can be because, as Dawn has said, They've been exposed to something within their environment, some toxin. Toxins are very often the cause of group illnesses, either through what they've eaten, what they've inhaled, what they've physically come into contact with, cleaning products, um, uh, their water contamination, a number of things. And we investigated all of these and uh, we write about it in the book. That's why it's so big. Um, but the one thing that is absolutely 100% Sure, is that whatever people are suffering from, it is nothing to do with germs. Um, so people really have to stop thinking that that is a cause, you know. Unless someone, and we've challenged over the last four years or more now, and we're not the only ones to do it. We've challenged the medical establishment and uh, the virologists, or anyone who cares to engage, will prove what you say. The onus of proof is on. You, Mr. Virologist, or you, Mr. Doctor, or you, Mr. Microbiologist, the onus is on you to prove what you say. And if you believe this particle, which you're calling a virus, or this uh, bacterium, is the cause of a disease, then you have to scientifically prove it. And they never have. In the hundred years... That's
0: me. I do apologise.
2: In the last hundred years, they've never been able to do it. And uh, so the whole system of virology is, is not scientific. It is literally a pseudoscience. And as I say, we can go into the details of what they do. And you don't need to be a virologist or a medical doctor or any scientist to be able to see that their procedure for so-called uh, claiming a virus causes a disease is totally flawed and, and is not proof at all. So uh, these are key points which we can talk about in more detail uh, as we go along.
0: Yeah, that's, I I love that. Because when you think about, like, what the kids eat, right, and I'm from, originally I'm from a council estate, right, (laughs) and as most people in the UK would be familiar, most council estates' dietary habits usually consist of crisps, chocolate bars, and tap water, you know, nice. pretty much. I mean, I mean, there, there are some exceptions from the rule, but I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, personally, I know ch- like like four year old children that literally will not eat anything other than like quavers and what's And I, you know, I always start, uh, like, I think to them myself, i a, like, what, what are those children going to look like? Like what, what are their children going to look like when they're older? like in terms of like their health and when you say about like the way that like all like the the chickenpox like sort of erupts within you know that certain section of children i mean I, i'm fairly sure i mean obviously i can't be 100 certain but i'm fairly sure that they're all drinking tap water you know what i mean oh, yes. so it,
1: it yeah i mean they, yes i mean like you said saying if children are only eating things like quavers, first of all uh there's little to no well if, if i don't think there's any nutrition any nutritional value to that um and uh so their bodies are going to be depleted of the nutrients they require to actually function properly and so they're not you know the development and everything and of course it's really important for children um because you know they're they're growing and developing and changing all the time um so again it's there's no nutritional value in those kinds of things um and also to the other point is, um, as I say, disease. We don't catch diseases, but it we need to um, re you know re um, establish what symptoms are. They don't. They're not. Um, you know, because you've caught an illness. They are the body's efforts to actually look after itself because that's something else that the medical establishment um are have told us that, you know our bodies are just some stupid uh, kind of machine thing that you know and we can't look after ourselves and we need them to uh to look after our bodies because um you know they it's just not possible for us to do it for ourselves which of course you know I mean it serves their business model at the same time it also disempowers us so we we need to realize that um as well as sort of taking taking back the power, we need to take responsibility. And, of course, that's going to be a bit of a problem for some people to actually start taking responsibility for everything they put in and on their body. Um, I mean, the food thing's not, not the not the only one, but the uh, – so, again, tap water, uh, well, just any kind of um, substances that that contain uh, toxins of some description, chemicals, are usually the sort of main – Main culprit on things like that. It's it's a question of recognizing that the the body is absolutely fantastic and it does know how to look after itself, and what are called illnesses or and certainly skin eruptions, uh, which is why it happens to children more so than adults is um the skin is the body's largest elimination organ and so the body is going to use whatever processes it can to get the rubbish out of the system so that it can clean itself up and and be able to function properly because the body is always working towards functioning optimally and you know it, it it's looking after itself all the time so um that's and the because the skin is one of the first places where um organs i mean the body's detoxing all the time you know through normal sort of processes of breathing and and excru- excretion things like that it it utilizes certain other processes like um, eruptions through the skin when it needs a little bit of uh, extra when well, it takes a little bit of extra effort um, because there's a little bit a little bit more of a build up and so stuff will come through the skin uh, I mean, the skin works both ways. Obviously, we can absorb things through the skin, which is why, again, you have to be careful, uh, or or be you know, careful. You have to be aware of the products you're putting on your skin, things that you're you know rubbing into your skin, because the, the skin will absorb as well as mm. it. Great.
2: I mean, this is this is one of the things that, uh, again, um, people are not aware of uh, what, what they put on their skin, whether. And particularly over the last four years, you know, when they've been encouraged to use so-called hand sanitizers, oh, which are, are extremely toxic. And, uh, you know, particularly ladies doing their shopping, you know, I have used to watch them go in and out of every shop they went in and out of, and they rub in the hand sanitizers, which are at the door of each shop. Um So they're, they're putting toxic material onto their body all the time, uh, which has got to come out, you know, one way or another. And as Dawn has said, you know, quite often, Um, it pushes it out through the skin. But we also have to remember with children with so-called chicken pox or measles or any of these uh, so-called illnesses where there's skin eruptions, um, because the body is trying to eliminate stuff through the skin, but we also have to remember that uh, children from, what, sort of about five or six months old, start to get put onto a vaccination programme. Even younger, they're having all sorts of... uh, Uh, toxic materials and we can go through some of the ingredients of vaccinations if you wish. So they're having from a very early age uh, toxic materials actually injected into their bloodstream. So it's actually bypassing the first barrier, if you like, of the body, which is the skin is a barrier, uh, but they're penetrating it obviously with a a needle. Um, So it's not getting a chance. It's first line of defense, if you like, to stop... Toxic material getting into uh, the bloodstream is bypassed by a vaccination and injected straight into the bloodstream. Now, those toxins are going to have to come out um, sooner or later. So quite often these uh, so-called childhood illnesses are a buildup of toxins mostly administered by uh, the medical establishment. But also, as you pointed out uh, a little earlier, Nick, very poor diet because processed food, which includes crisps and uh, various uh, ready-made meals and the things like that, um, processed food is full of additives, colorings, and uh, generally toxic material, which the body recognizes as a toxin. It recognizes this is not food um, and will do its best to get rid of it. And that will come out either through... Vomiting, diarrhea, or skin eruptions, um, one way or another. Uh, so, because the body is a uh, self-regulating and self-healing organism, it's more than capable of looking after itself, providing you treat it correctly. And as we sort of alluded to earlier, um, processed food is not is not food. It's just uh, well, it's junk, really, that's put into the body. So. Um, the body then, you know, it's to be like having a, a Ferrari. We use this example, a really expensive car, um, a, a wonderful piece of engineering, and then putting really dirty oil in it and, uh, and dirty petrol and then wondering why the car doesn't run properly. Well, it's obvious. Well, the body's the same. It's an amazing piece of uh, equipment, if you like, but if you feed it with rubbish, then it's not going to function properly. And it will do its best to get rid of those toxins that uh, unfortunately, through ignorance, people keep putting into it. Um, So (laughs) hence the problems we have, where through want to, well, through ignorance really, and I mean that in the nicest way, people just don't know, as Dawn and I didn't over 17 years ago, if you're brought up to believe that vaccinations are good for you and doctors know what they're doing, and that pharmaceutical product products are properly tested and designed to keep you well. I mean, we found out all of those things were untrue. And I think, mm. as Dawn said, you know, the, uh, the medical system is uh, an excellent business model for uh, keeping people um, ill and uh, returning to have more medications, more vaccinations. I mean, and we're seeing it even now as we speak with... Uh, the so-called COVID thing. You know, they're trying to build up the fear-mongering to uh, encourage people to go and get more vaccinations, Uh, even though those same people who've already had those vaccinations are quite blissfully saying, oh, yes, uh, I've had." read an article only today. I've had COVID four times, they would say. So I'm hoping that the new vaccinations are going to protect me against this new variant. (laughs) You know, you think, well, you can't have a variant of something that's never been proved to exist in the first place. And and this is the nonsense of it. And people are very often bamboozled. And again, in these articles I was reading today, it'll be Professor this and Professor that and Chief of Health this. And because they give themselves these fancy titles, people think, oh, well, they must know what they're talking about. unfortunately, they don't. And these were some of the shocks and surprises that we came across. When you say to, and we can say it to these people, even if they've got a title of Professor of Microbiology, can you prove what you say? And they'll sometimes point to, uh, because there's a number of these so-called scientific papers on the internet. um, But when you look at those papers, and we have, and uh, other doctors and scientists have also done this over the last four years, you see that they make the same mistakes in those papers as they've made in all of them. They have never, ever isolated the particle that they claim to be a pathogenic entity, usually a virus. I mean, they sometimes blame bacteria, but the same thing thing applies. You know, never, ever have they scientifically proved that a bacteria, a virus or a fungi has been the cause of any disease not just COVID, any disease. And this is where we have to start. And then ask the question, well, we can show that it's not any of these so-called germs. So what is it? But of course, then that leads into the embarrassing questions that the government and the pharmaceutical company, the medical system, the chemical companies don't want to answer because it ends up on their doorstep that they are poisoning people either deliberately or inadvertently through the food processes, you know, the as I've said, the sort of processed food that they put out, through the vaccinations, through the medications, through chemtrail spraying, through uh, contaminated water with chlorine and fluoride, all of these things, which they subject the general public to, all of which are toxic and are what is actually making people ill But it's much better to blame a germ because you can't, as someone once said, you can't sue a germ, you can't sue a virus, but you can certainly sue a chemical company or a pharmaceutical company or a food manufacturer. So that's the last thing they want you to be able to do is say, ah, actually, it's your food or your vaccine or your pills that are actually making people ill. And indeed, it has to be said, killing people all over the world. And that's another subject we can go into, if you wish. So uh, hopefully that's um, (laughs) gone some way to show in the root of the problem and the severity of it.
1: Mm, And the other point...
0: Yeah, carry on,
1: Dawn. No, what I was going to say is the one point to emphasise is that when people say, well, if it's not a virus, what is it? As David Mm. said. uh, But the thing is that there isn't an it, because it isn't a straightforward, oh, well, it's not this one thing it's this other one thing it's not um, because it's not one thing it's never one thing it's always um uh, and i don't well because it can't be proven to ever be one thing um it's always a combination of other factors and those factors will be different for different people um even people living within the same house or people working in the same office or children were uh, um being in the same school, they will have similarities in the um, environmental exposures that they have, um, but there will be differences because, again, you know, with children in school, they'll they'll have different uh, exposures at home. Um, so, uh, and it's not just the physical exposures, and we can go into that as well in um, shortly if you like. the mm. The point is that it's there's never. Uh, nobody can can actually answer the question, well, it was this, you know, with 100% certainty, you know, will it because it wasn't this virus, therefore it was this other one thing, because it's always a combination, um, because we are, uh, and it's not to scare people that oh, we're exposed to so much um sort of toxic material in our environment, it's it's not to scare people, it's just to provide people with information that then you can say, oh well, there's lots of there's lots out there that I could have been exposed to that could contribute to my body's build up of toxic material that it then produced these symptoms which is help which which are helping me. I mean that's the other thing to view symptoms oh you know if symptoms are bad you know it's something to be stopped. No they're not they're your body they're your body's efforts to kind of help itself. But because we can't give a straightforward, well, it's not this one thing; it is this other one thing. Uh, people say we, well, you know, well, you don't know what you're talking about, or they, they, they're confused because they want this certainty, and there is no certainty with this. Uh, I mean, the one thing we're certain is that, you know, there's no evidence that um, any of these problems are, have been caused by these particles called viruses. Um, so we're expected to pr- produce an answer. Well, you know. Um, Unless you can give me another answer, then I'm going to default to the mainstream narrative. Well, that's that's faulty logic, because mm-hmm. you, you know you say, well, just because I can't prove what it is, it doesn't mean to say that I'm that that. Therefore, we have to default what to what isn't, you know, because it's not been proven. So we just you know people have to remain open minded and curious and and start thinking for themselves, which. You know, I mean, people are doing, but as I say, it's it's not as straightforward or this this one thing. Um and that's that as I say, that's a bit of a hurdle that I think some people are having trouble with because they want an answer because then they can deal with that one answer. They can then do something to stop this or whatever, and it's it's always a it's always a combination of factors.
2: But what we what we yeah. say quite clear in our book is that um We boiled it down, you know, to be fair to people of what really makes you ill, (laughs) is to answer that question, Um, we boiled it down to four factors, which is a high intake of toxic materials, what you put in and on your body, Um, lack of proper nutrition, i.e. what you feed your body on, um, so to eat proper food, nutritious food, not processed food. Um, Overexposure and prolonged exposure to EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, and we can talk about those in more detail, Um, and prolonged stress, which is also detrimental to the body. And I'm not, uh, and I do mean prolonged stress, you know, not just, uh, oh, I'm late for work, I need to rush to get to work, and then you're at work and everything's okay. No, long and prolonged stress. So we found that all the illnesses and we looked at a great many, all of which we put in the book, even going back in history and looking at um, the uh, 1918 flu, so-called epidemic. We even went back and looked at the cause of the Black Death and things like that to see if, uh, the, what the real causes of those illnesses were and if they fell into one or more of those four factors. And they always did. We even looked at it with so-called animal diseases. And again, it was the same thing. So it's not as vague as people might be thinking. You know, it can be narrowed down. So if someone is becoming ill or gets ill, is to look at those four factors that we describe in the book and see if one or more of those actually applies in their life. What are you eating? What are you exposing yourself to? Even sort of innocuous things where people think, well, it's summertime. I want to go and do a bit of sunbathing. Um, Let's slop some suntan lotion on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you start to look at what the chemical build uh, components of suntan lotion is, you'll find there's lots of chemicals in there which are detrimental to the body, soak in through the skin and can make people ill. Now, obviously, people need to protect themselves. I'm not recommending that people on the first day of sunshine take the clothes off and lie and bake in the sun for three or four hours. I mean, that would be crazy. Um, But the sun is very good. It is very healing. It is very necessary, helps the body produce vitamin D. Um, So it's very essential, but you do it in gradual stages and the body will build up a tan and protect itself uh, so that you can expose yourself to the sun even more. But adding the suntan lotion on, which again is a pharmaceutical product, really it's a chemical product and can be toxic to the body so the things that people wash their clothes with um uh I mean there's a prime example that we sometimes state um some of your listeners if of the older generation may remember the pianist uh, Liberace. Uh, I mean he's no longer with us now, of course, but um You know, he almost died um, because his kidneys uh, were packing up and he was dying. And to get a long story short, they found out, I mean, he had, Elton John copies him, obviously. Um, Liberace had very flamboyant clothes he used to wear wear. when he was playing the piano. He used to sweat a lot on stage, uh, which soaked into his clothes. So his stage clothes would go away for dry cleaning every night. And uh, so that he could wear them the next day. Well, what it was found is that the dry cleaning chemicals from his clothes were then soaking into his skin while he was wearing them and poisoning him and were shutting down his kidneys to the point that he almost died until they realized what the problem was. So to say, you know, yes, you can be poisoned by your clothing. You know, most people would never think of that. But that's a prime example where it almost killed him. Um, So you have to wonder how many other sort of illnesses are caused, not as extreme as that, but where you you feel ill and you don't realise. I mean, I've noticed that um, there's a predominance at the moment where a lot of your clothing, whether it's underwear or socks even, have been treated with so-called antibacterial substances. Now, Mm. what is that? And is that going to soak into your skin and could again be the cause of people being ill. So I'm just sort of putting something for people to consider is you have to look at everything. When we say look at what you're putting in and on your body, it's your uh, clothing, what you eat, what you drink, what you put on your skin. So it can be cosmetics or even, as I said, suntan lotion. And if you take care of your body and look after the four factors that I've mentioned, there is no reason at all that you will live a, a long and healthy life without recourse to pharmaceutical products. Um, health is very simple, and there are only a, those a few rules to look at, and um, and you'll be absolutely fine. So it's it's nothing as, like a scary as the medical system and the uh, news media in particular would have us believe, you know, they're putting out propaganda all the time as they're doing now to try and uh, make everyone scared of COVID again, Um, is just don't don't take it on board until and if someone can actually prove what they say. And uh, all the evidence that we found over the last, well, 14 years now, there is no scientific evidence to support what they say. So that should yeah. be com- comfort to people, I think. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, like, when it comes to – so I know that you've done extensive work on, you know, sort of like what makes you Ill, obviously, you know, hence the book title. But there's an, another thing that you focus on, and, you know, it's not – I don't know if it's as important as that, but I mean it is important uh, it's like the consciousness and the nature of reality aspect of our existence because i I think about that every single day, like I'm just like, like what are we in? Like you look at like the Gnostics, and they have this idea that you can get out, and then you have you know the sort of rebranded technological version of it, you know simulation theory or whatever. Which I, I like. I don't I don't know if I believe it. But, I mean, if the Gnostics were saying it in a different, you know, sort of flavour, and then you have this as well, it's like, where do you stand on the nature of reality?
2: Okay. Well, that's a, that's a, a very interesting question. And, of course, a whole subject all on its own, which Dawn and I have written a book about. <laughs> um, in fact, it was the first book we ever wrote, actually called the nature of reality. Um and that was that's quite a number of years ago, 17 years or more ago. 20,
1: um, no, 2010 it was published.
2: Yeah, but I mean when we started writing it. Oh yeah um, yeah, um but we wrote under a pen name then. We wrote under our pen name N-O-R. So you can still get the book on Amazon and and other online book, but uh, it's no good looking for it under our names. Um, because we were, as I say, writing under our pen name. But uh, it's only a little book, The uh, Nature of Reality, but I think people will find it very interesting. It's always been a particular pet subject of mine ever since I was a teenager, really. Um, So, uh, yes, I mean, obviously, when we wrote the book, we looked and pulled on uh, all the ancient philosophies and right up to present-day quantum physics, to see where the two, if they met at all, and what the commonalities were between them. And there is there is common commonality, strangely, you may think, between um, the philosophies of several thousand years ago and modern-day quantum physics, where they both will say, and I'll, I'll use the words of uh, one quantum physicist, at least, who said... No matter how they try, they cannot prove there is an out there, out there. And that may sound a strange thing for a quantum physicist to say, but really it ties in with um, what the ancient mystics say, where they'll talk of this world, uh, this reality we live in, being an illusion. Um, Mm. And again, that all sounds very mysterious, but... If people care to have a look at our website, we have a website, thenatureofreality.com, so nice and easy to remember. People are welcome to go and have a look at that. Um, so it, it explains it in a lot more detail. But this reality that we think is and appears to be solid and separate to us, and as quantum physicists has said, they can't actually prove that there is a reality that's solid and separate to us. Now, just as an illustration, because that sounds so bizarre, I would just ask people to consider what they do in the state of dreaming. When they're Mm -hmm. dreaming, when we are dreaming and are fully immersed in a dream, we're not aware that we're dreaming. And we inhabit a reality which we have created, um, a state of consciousness, which we call dreaming. And we create a reality which we project and interact with it as if it is solid and separate to us. You know, we can walk walk about, we can sit on chairs, we can talk to people, uh, we can drive cars, we can do all sorts of things. And while we're in the dream, it appears to be solid and separate to us, but yet we know it's not. When we wake up, we can recognize it as a state of consciousness, which we choose to call dreaming, and we miss a great clue there, and therefore dismiss it. But we don't realize that what we've just done is create a reality, projected it, and interacted with it as if it is solid and separate to us. Well, Mm. what the the ancient philosophies and indeed quantum physics are asking us to consider is that this reality, which again, we inhabit and appears to be solid and separate to us, is yet another uh, state of consciousness, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore has certain rules, but also certain flexibilities that we can employ uh, to our advantage. And sort of to answer your question, that also impacts on our health because everything, if you like, is uh, conscious construction. And as uh, more than one physicist has said, um, everything, all reality, arises out of consciousness. Consciousness is the ground of all being. I, in fact, went as far as to say, and I'm talking about Professor Amit Goswami, said that uh, matter, energy, and consciousness are the same thing. And that's quite a profound thing to say. But once yes, we start yes. to get used to this, we can see how through our belief system, which is very important, we can either keep ourselves well, or we can make ourselves ill. And we're really looking at even the medical establishment recognize the placebo effect, which people may be familiar with, but there's also its opposite, the nocebo effect.
1: So Mm -hmm. the placebo
2: effect is used in drug trials where one group of people is given their new drug, unbeknown to them, And the other group is given a placebo, which is just a sugar pill. But of course, they don't know that. And in the control group that's just been given the sugar pill, they can exhibit symptoms, even if it's a chemotherapy drug, uh, they've been known to exhibit symptoms of losing their hair, even though it's only a sugar pill that they've been given. Such is the power of the mind. So the medical establishment is well aware of this. And some of that is, of course, at play in all the fear-mongering that's been put out by the mainstream media and the medical establishment. So people mm. then start to fear things, and every sniffle they have, they believe they've got COVID, and then go down with all sorts of symptoms. Or even more trivial, perhaps, just the office cold that people mm. believe they've been infected, and so then they exhibit symptoms. The mind is a fantastic thing and the power of the mind um, is a very important uh, aspect to take into account in health and uh, well-being. So, I mean, I've only given a very, very thumbnail sketch there, but uh, as I say, if people care to uh, have a look at both our websites, whatreallymakesyouill.com and thenatureofreality.com, they'll be able to get some more in-depth information and see how the uh, the two actually interface with one another. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's
0: see, like it's it's so interesting. Like when with the nature reality stuff, and, and we will get back into what makes you real a little bit. I just wanted, I really wanted to get your opinion on this because I've heard you sort of like mention it, but I actually wanted to, you know, speak to you about it. But in like with like the hermetic principles like we think about like hermes or thoth whatever you want to call him and then you look at things like i, I mean you're probably aware of this book by earl nightingale uh the Stranger's secret and i read that book in a really really deep dark point in my life and um <clears throat> excuse me and like what it says like to to sort of like the layman i suppose is so obvious like it just, it sounds like just obvious, trivial stuff, but when you actually apply it and, and you use it, you're like, fuck it out. It actually works. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like you, you don't, you sort of expect it to be a bit too easy to work because it's essentially just focusing on something, letting the universe work towards that goal and and then just doing the necessary steps in physical reality to achieve that goal. And that, that sounds rudimentary. It sounds super easy, but then you have to wonder why no one uses it. If it's that easy, you know, well, I mean? that's, easy?
1: that's one of the things that um, when things seem to be too easy, you know, we've all been given this silly mantra of, you know, well, um, it can't be that easy. Um, you know, you have to strive to get anywhere, you know, all these kinds of dogmas that we're, brought up with i mean they're all um whether they're intentional or not but they're they're all designed to uh, disempower us and to stop us from even trying and uh the other thing to remember of course that we are all different so we're all on our own unique journey so at certain uh, we're at different stages of wherever we are so um we'll Will receive the information we need at that particular time, and some people move through certain stages somewhat easier, and other people may have um, more struggles. But then that will be, um, as, as sort of David suggested, that it connected to people's belief systems, um, and connected connected to their own. Uh, um, Childhood traumas, for example, or uh, beliefs that they're hanging on to um, for whatever reason, through um, you know uh, being told that you know they um, they've got to respect authority, for example. I mean that's the standard mm-hmm. one, that happened, aren't they? Isn't it that the you know we're all taught to kind of you know oh trust the experts. I mean <laughs> um, you know mm-hmm. and that. That's, yeah, that that's something we're all learning. Because no, I don't think so, um, no. because you know they they've been leading us astray. So I'd, and 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 it's more easy for some people and not so easy for other people. So again, because we are all different and people are moving at their own pace along their own journeys. You know, the the hero's journey, as it were. Because I believe mm. that's really what what we're all here for and um quite honestly you know like you say you're going through some deep dark times and um that's often where we need the help so if you were you know asking for help then the help came through a book that were that spoke to you and and quite often we can um read those kinds of materials many times and each time we'll get something different out of it and because life is an ongoing journey it's not a you know the kind of it's not a, a an end game, as it? Where it's not. Oh well, I've I've got that now. I'll tick it off. You know, done that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, with what's called sort of awakening. I mean, it's an it's an ongoing process. You know, daily. It doesn't have to be hard, but it's an ongoing process. I mean, it's exciting because there's always more to learn. Um, I, I I mean, I'm I don't know if the book you mentioned. I mean, there there are plenty of books out there on these sorts of topics of how to um, learn i mean the, the um, i'd say the goal's not the right word um, but one of the uh, um, points of, of uh, this experience is to know you know know thyself you know the uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know the Delphi, delphic oracle that um, but it's it's not to to know who and what you are And then to express that understanding in this state of consciousness that we call physical reality. So, um, you know, going back to your ideas about, you know, being a simulation, for me, that kind of suggests that there's somebody who created it. Now, Mm. again, somebody, again, who or what that is. I mean, all all experiences are creations within consciousness, I, th- I think is the sort of the phrase that that I use. Um, so all, all our experiences, so these are all part of how we learn. Um, and as you say, whether we think it's a a construct that is um trapping us and you know then I would suggest people might want to have a look at ideas of why they think they are trapped. And again, it's, it's disempowering. Um, So again, you know, some people think that other people don't. So again, like I say, Mm. kind of a different journey, but again, the idea that we are trapped and some, some of these alternative media um, platforms are trying to Scare us in slightly different ways than the mainstream media. So again, anything that's got um, a fear-mongering message, I, I would suggest people might want to sit back or step back from that and say, "Well, is is you know is that really for the highest good for everybody?" Mm. I
2: think uh, I think one of the important things that certainly I've learned over the decades, literally, that I've been looking at this, wanting to know, you know, what this world is, what we are, and is there a purpose to it, and what happens to us when we die? You know, these are always yeah. important questions to me, and right from a teenager, and I've sort of been looking at that sort of thing all my life, really. is the best part of my life, anyway. Um, and I'm quite convinced, you know, there is purpose to this. There is purpose to our existence. There is reason We are as beings, you know, we are not the body. We're much more than that. Some people refer to it as spirit, uh, um, but that's a much misunderstood term. We are creators. Uh, We create our reality in the way I've uh, alluded to, in the same ways we create a reality in a dream. We create our personal reality. We create our personal uh, experiences. And so that's really important to, once you know that, and pay attention to what's going off in your personal life, directly in your personal life, not what the media is telling you, not what other people are telling you, what is actually happening in your personal life. Now, I sometimes like to do this because I've, I've got a quote here, if you'll sort of bear with me. It's only a, a short quote, but it to me, it's, one is it's a beautiful quote, I think, and um, it sums up, um, really what I'm talking about. I mean, it was written by um, one of the East's uh, mystics, greatest mystics of more recent times, uh, Sri Nazagadata Maharaj. And he, he said this, and I'll, and I'll read it to you. He said, You have made this world and you can change it. The world of which you are the only source and ground is fully within your power to change. What is created can always be dissolved and recreated. All will happen as you want it, providing you really want it. You have created the world's sorrows out of your own desires and fears. You deal with them. All is due to your having forgotten your own being, having given reality to the picture on the screen. You love its people and suffer for them and seek to save them. It is just not so. You must begin with yourself. There is no other way. And really that quote says it all. Mm. And we need to pay attention to what is happening in our personal life. And if it's not to our liking, examine our thoughts and beliefs. Examine what you believe is possible and not possible. And change those beliefs. And your reality will change in accordance with it. In the same way as you control, albeit mostly unconsciously, what is happening in your dream life, you're controlling mostly um, unconsciously what is happening in your daily personal life. And I do emphasize your personal life. And this includes your health. So if what is happening in your personal life is not your liking, then examine your beliefs, examine what it is you think or thinking? Do you have lots of negative thoughts? Are you fearful? Do you think uh, you're a victim that uh, life is out there and can get you? You have no control of it. If these are all part of your, your belief system, then that that's where the problem lies um, because you're much more powerful than that. And this is what we talk about in our book, The Nature of Reality, people need to realize just how powerful they are and how in control they really are. And this is the information that's kept from people. And as Dawn had said earlier, it's designed to disempower people, to make them feel insignificant, to make them feel like they are victims, victims of circumstance, and that life just happens to them. Well, as Serena Zagadatta says, it's just not so. Start with yourself. Look inside you. And that's why, as Dawn pointed out earlier, the quote over the Oracle at Delphi said, "Man, know thyself." And that's really what it's alluding to: starts within, or even, <laughs> um, you know, Michael Jackson start with the man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether he really understood what he was saying, but that's true. You start with yourself. There's no other way. Look at what you believe, what you think is possible, what you expect. And and examine that introspection is really important, and it starts there. Change what you expect, and you because you're powerful enough to do it, and mm. people don't realize that. Yes, it's so beautiful.
0: Such like a beautiful message, and like like to think that someone there, there. are so many people out there. I mean, the vast majority that to think that they are victims of circumstance like it's unreal but then like if you really look at it like for me personally i'm in the construction industry right so i see a lot of like sort of eastern european people that that work on site but i also see like a lot of eastern european people, european people that own the companies right and i love talking to them i love talking to anyone about any of the stuff that like, like we've chatted about today or anything that's like fringe. And what I've come to understand is, and I call it immigrant mindset, right? So you have like these these people that have grown up in countries where they have nothing at all, nothing. They could have stayed there and had nothing. But they got up, they moved, and they created their own reality. Like they they created the environment around them to suit them and they sowed the seeds you know and they got to sit in the shade of those trees which you know sometimes is quite rare but it's like it's so easy for this is the problem like this victim mentality that we've like as a society that we've instilled in people and like we like with the woke agenda like, like all this trans stuff and all that it's like like you don't worry like you're a victim like we're here to fucking help you out or whatever and then it's just so like you can understand like why people flock to it like if you're just like I'm just going to say it if you're a loser you know nothing good has ever happened for you or whatever and someone's saying look it's not your fault you know it's not your fault that you know you're a fucking loser like and then they're they're like, oh yeah, it's not my fault. Do you know what I mean? And they just get sucked yeah. into it, and I know so many people like that. And yeah. I don't know if it's like something to do with school, but my my son was sort of like, like giving off these vibes. <laughs> I had to crack the whip, like motherfucker. You get out of that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's so. I don't yeah. know. For some people, I suppose like it's easy to get trapped by that.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things you were saying really important is um is our language and the words that we use, and it's not to get all anal about it because you know it's like oh you know you can get into being a, this sort of a nerd and thinking oh you know got to be careful. It's it's not to become you know that sort of obsessed with it, but to be at least aware of the language the words that you're using um the way you think how you express that into the world so um feeling like a loser um then you're going to act like one and again that's that's the mm. other it's not just your belief systems it's what you actually then um the actions that you then choose to take so if you feel like a loser and you sit there uh, or you just you know stay in bed all day then then nothing's going to happen to change that mm. so um, I mean, you can lie in bed and go, I'm not a loser, I'm not a loser. Um, but unless you actually get up and start doing something, you're not going to be um, changing that, you know. So it does require the – and, again, it's the the nature of this particular state of consciousness. It does require action as well as, um, you know, thoughts and beliefs. So it's, it's what we do, and that's, again, a, a balancing act, and it's to be um, – just just to be aware of what you can do um, and to always be uh, mindful of the kinds of words you're using, the way you choose to express yourself in the world. And again, you know, with all the emotions and again, like with conflicts that are going on and that's that's the other point, of course, that, that, that we are being constantly made to divide mm-hmm. into, you know, you have to, well, you know, it's two camps, you know, it's like with football teams or political parties or any of that kind of nonsense. You We're made to take a side. And as soon as there's a situation where you think you've got to take a side, that's when you say, oh, no, thank you. I think I'll sit back and have a look at what the issues are, because as soon as you know you're being drawn into that, then you know you're being drawn into a narrative. And that is that is then a source of conflict because then you have to pick up the whatever it is of, of the narrative of that side and then you're using that language. So again, like with the whole woke thing, it's it's oh it's drawing people into thinking that they've got to respect other people's rights. Well, I mean, yes, we respect each other. Um it's just I don't have to do something that somebody says I have to do. If I'm acting from a place of um my own uh, and and again, you know, the only rule of course is is not to infringe on other people. So if I'm not infringing on some somebody else, then they they don't have the right to infringe on me. So it's it's how you act in the world. And as you say, with sort of that all these agendas, they're drawing us into, you know, thinking we have to th- um, or making us believe we have to act in a certain way and think in a certain way, and that's where I think a lot of people are starting to realise. Now, hang on a minute, no, this this doesn't fit. This doesn't sit right with me. You know, their their inner their innermost being is saying, no, there's something wrong here, and I, I think that's that's really helpful. It's just they then need to be able to express that. But uh, and I've I've kind of gone round and round all of that one, but again, it was it's really to be aware of the words we use the language how and you know because what's it that henry ford saying i mean no i mean i'm i'm not i'm not saying henry ford is someone to to you know to look up <laughs> for, but but just, uh, yeah no i know uh but it's just sometimes you know when you kind of hear something useful it's it's worth just remembering the words and that is well if you believe you can or you believe or you believe you can't then you're right so get, you know, if you you know if you keep saying oh well I can't do this I mean there may be specific circumstances where there's something that you cannot do at that particular point so it's rec- it's not saying oh you shouldn't use the word can't and I'm not saying that either it's just to be aware um, but not only of your own language but but being aware of what you're being asked to but, you know the language you're being asked to use and the way you're being may sort of encourage to think and if that doesn't feel right then you you know it's to recognize what feels right to to go from who knowing who you are and standing by that
0: Mm -hmm. yes that's that's such good advice man like fuck henry ford but that's good advice
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you (laughs) take it where you find them yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah um dawn david this has been fa- absolutely fantastic. I'm gonna have to shoot because I've got some garage doors to paint. But I've absolutely I'm so honored that you came on my podcast and you know we we had a laugh. And I really hope I implore everyone to go out and buy both by all of your books. Um, because they're fascinating. You two are a great characters, you're a really good one two punch. Um just for the audience's sake, just um last thing, just let everybody know where they can find you.
2: Okay. well, uh, as I say, if people go to our website, whatreallymakesyouill.com, and uh, they can contact us uh, through that if they wish to, um, or our other website, uh, thenatureofreality.com. So depending on which aspects of our work they'd like to have a look at. Um, And as I say, there's lots of uh, free information on both of those sites. Uh, We've done lots of interviews, on the What Really Makes You ill, I think there's over 100 um, on our Odyssey channel. So uh, people can uh, find out quite a lot about us there and um, make it nice and easy for them. And and we hope that what we say um, over these last few years has helped people where we know from when people have written to us that it's really helped them. It's set them free and allowed them to take control of their lives and certainly to take control of their health. Um, And just for people to remember just how powerful they are. And uh, once people realize that and grow into their true power and realize that they are really limitless and uh, they'll start to grow and feel more powerful and be able to exercise that power uh, in their reality. And we recommend it, it's great fun. People don't need to be afraid. Fear is the only thing you need to be afraid of. So don't be afraid and uh, exercise your power.
1: And well, thanks very much for inviting us. It's been a fun conversation. Really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, me too. It's been absolutely fantastic. You two are great. I'd love to have you back on at some point in the, uh, yeah. In the future. Yeah. But, um, okay. Yeah, but goodbye for now and have a really, really great Christmas and New Year and all that. And um, yeah, see you later.
2: Yeah. Okay, um, Thank Bye. you. Bye for
3: now.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: Dutch kids have balloons in the parking lot. The gold notches illuminate the business park. I eat myself the death, feed the corporate machine. I watch some movies, recite every line and scene. God bless America and all of its allies. I'm not the first to live with wool over my eyes. blissfully unaware of everything kids and girls are a bomb and i'm just out of it the tensions are the world are rising higher we'll probably do another war with all desire i'm not smart enough to change a thing i have no answers only questions don't you ask a thing we love you guys
4: bye, bye. bye.
3: Tumors all across the world, the kinds of eating mankind, hidden in our blind side. They say I'm a nihilist, cause I can't see any decent rhyme or reason for the life of you and me, but I believe it.
4: But not if it's paid for by a system That is pushing gender labels on children Politicians pertain to can. care about civilians in foreign countries so they can launder more and more money through proxy wars ukraine soldiers wearing the same uniform the nazis wore if you think the illuminati isn't part of this all then you're a fucking idiot and not smart at all hey bill you seem awfully quiet how many times you got flying on private jets to epstein's island have you seen that client list let's see if you believe the mainstream science but you see the people involved i doubt you would have taken that needle at all